Hi, I'm Phoebe of Phoebe's Pure Food, and thanks for tuning in to Pure Food for Thought. I have a very special guest here today. I have Allison Shannon. She said she's commonly known on the street as Allison Clothing Company. So I'm so glad you're here to join us. Thank if you, you haven't been to Allison's shop, you have to check it out on Penn Avenue. Um, you're new there. Since last November. Okay. For almost a year. Mm-hmm. And in this whole journey of opening a new shop, or even like your past story, what would you like people to hear or learn from your story as they hear it today? I think the, the bottom line is not to wait for something if you really want it to just create your own avenues to get it because um, as an artist we're kind of locked into wait for the craft show to jury you in or wait for the gallery to accept you and it's like you could be waiting forever so it's create your own show create your own gallery create your own store and that's what I did because I I didn't want to wait Mm -hmm. (laughs) I couldn't wait (laughs) Uh I love that I love that create your own store create your own gallery yeah because a lot of people are doing that at home or with their own small businesses, but they're not sharing it. It's, well, it's hard. It's hard yeah. to find a venue. And with the store, I help. It's, it's mostly women right now, but they come to me because I provide that platform for them right. where I've started the store, but I supply the space for all local artists to sell their things. Right. So what what was there like a special moment or when you started doing the artwork? What you do is... Um, design clothing Mm -hmm. you take like the beautiful dress that you're wearing now and you hand paint and stamp then each piece stamp silk screen Mm -hmm. and they're all hand dyed everything comes away to the studio is that how it started because a lot of times when people have a passion it begins with a lot of small things and moves into one particular passion how did it start for you i went to art school in boston and studied printmaking and painting Mm -hmm. and kind of putzed around with that area and then i moved back here um maybe about 10 years after I lived in Boston for school. And it kind of grew from there. I wanted to wear what I was painting. Because uh-huh. I always think, if I can't wear it or eat it, I really don't want it. Right. <laughs> so, I love that philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I kind of, I had done a pillow company for a few years where I would print on pillows. Okay. And it came to that evolution of, well, let's just do clothing instead of pillows because I couldn't wear or eat a pillow. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's how it kind of came. I started doing... Um, home trunk shows in my house because I, I said I wasn't going to wait for a craft show to accept me or, or yeah. compete with 20 other vendors in the same so that's how I started craft shows and started fashion shows at local restaurants And then, really? I didn't know that yeah, I did one at Say Cheese and one at Judy's on Cherries and then I did a few at the Gaga Works and um, then I opened a store you know how different that sounds to someone who maybe they don't have the confidence in their product Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Or they're afraid to ask, could I please do? I would have never thought that that's how you started. Yeah. You asked asking. a restaurant, could I do a runway show? Yeah. And that's another thing is asking because <laughs> it's how I started with a store. My friend Nancy Segetti owns the building and it was vacant. And I said, well, I'm going to do a pop-up store just for December and just see how it, how it goes. I had to grow somehow beyond uh-huh. just a craft show or my own home show. And she said, yeah, let's try it out. And it just worked. And people right. responded well to the store. Is it because you think you had a base before? It helped because, because I mm-hmm. kind of tested the product, so to speak, in that lingo. Mm-hmm. I was doing the clothing for about four four years before I opened the shop. So mm-hmm. I kind of knew what I was doing product-wise. And it just allowed me to be every day in people's faces, not just once a month or every few months at right. the show. 
Um, because you ask a lot, I'm sure what you hear often is no, because it's just like, it's a numbers game, right? It's kind of like you have to knock on so many doors, right? Yeah, but I don't like being told no. It's why I work uh for myself. So I just try and figure out a way to make it work. I Mm -hmm. always tell my kids, especially everyone else though, that there's a solution for everything that, okay, we're told no, or they messed up a painting in school or they screwed up a test. We make it better. We figure out a way right. to make it work. And that's my philosophy for everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're told no every day. But then how do we get a yes out of that no? Right. Exactly. And that can be very frustrating. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a little stubborn. So uh-huh. I get at that yes. Mm-hmm. Where do you find, like, where do you find the um, your inspiration for your work? Because you do, like, the clothing. And it seems like some of the pieces are statement pieces. And some of the pieces are, are just, I mean, they're all beautiful. Um, and then you do the necklaces that have mm-hmm. meaning. It seems like there's something more to you, what you do than just colors on a piece of fabric or a charm or a bead mm-hmm. on a necklace. Like, where does That's, that come from? Well, it comes from everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, the way colors have powerful energy. You know, if you wear turquoise, it's healing. If You know, you can play into that whole thing with your chakras. And I always think if you're going to wear something all day, it's kind of being hugged. And it's about putting good energy into your clothing um, and feeling that energy pass on to you see it visually or you're wearing it and the next person sees it and it's just it's just sharing that love of I always say I put hugs in all the clothing because oh it's, it's true it's like if you're going to wear it you can be hugged all day yeah. and you can share that love to everyone else you see but um, in my collections I have like I have more of a statement piece on today where it took me a lot a long time to make this and it's also um, working with different prices because artwear right. can be expensive mm-hmm. and you have to figure out um, how much you can charge for an item in the region you live in and you want it accessible to everyone. You don't want to have everything so highly priced that no one can afford you, um, but you have to also get paid for your work. Mm-hmm. And it's the balance in the store of having things that are 150 for a dress, some are going to be 200 um, where you can get a pair of leggings for 75 or a t-shirt for 60 and there's always a sale rack mm-hmm. because I think you have to reach to everyone. <laughs> there's always a sale rack in my store. And it's always colorful. I think everything is colorful in the store. So I love the, I, I didn't know the, you put hugs in your clothes mm-hmm. because when I started doing meal delivery, that's what I would do. And people would say they could taste the love and the food. Yeah. And I think that's very true when you're sharing what's very passionate to you, mm-hmm. um, that people, people recognize that and they know that. So, um, when you're doing the patterns and you're doing the sale rack and the product, how, as a woman in a small business, sometimes what a lot of women struggle with is asking for what their value is, mm-hmm. like the value of their time. Mm-hmm. Um, did you like struggle with that when you started? I look back at my prices when I first started and mm-hmm. it's basically kind of doubled. Uh-huh. Because I not only because of I I think I respect myself more and my time, but because of just practicality. When you look at the big picture of bills and the cost mm-hmm. of things, and things go up and things go down, you learn that yes, I need to charge that, and I could probably charge more in some places, but I have to realize where I'm at. Right. You know, if you go to New York, I could probably sell them for more, but I'm not in New York, so mm-hmm. I'm here. Mm-hmm. But it it is because as a as a single mother. And as just a woman in general, we're used to just always giving. If you have children, you're constantly selflessly giving. And mm-hmm. so it's like, oh, you think that just comes naturally. But it's like, no, I want to get uh-huh. paid for this. Yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's okay to, to 
accept that and acknowledge that you do deserve to get paid. To move from a hobby and like family gifts to this is my passion, this is what I want to share, and mm-hmm. this is the service or product I have to offer. Okay. Yeah, a lot of women come to the store in that position where they don't feel that they can charge enough. They come to me with like $10 for a hand-knitted scarf, and it's like, no, you need right. to, you're not even covering your costs. Right. And I'm teaching them that you do deserve to to cover your costs and to get a profit. And right. So we're all kind of in this together. Mm-hmm. We're all, they kind of gravitate, and we all learn from each other. Mm-hmm. So what do you, now that you've come through Boston to relocating back home to finding your voice in your clothing and your jewelry, like, do you see it going somewhere else, like in 2015? I mean, especially starting in the small pop-up shop Mm -hmm. and then committing to the space and saying, I'm going to be here. I'm planning my roots to, what do you see for like 2015? Well, we're going through that right now. Uh So we established the store and it's great, but. I want to reach more people and I Mm -hmm. want to grow. So we're starting to figure out how to do that. Um, I'm talking with Amish women in Lancaster County to help sew my own design. So Uh it's local. um, And I also want to start some sort of um, trunk shows throughout um, the states, you know, California, Arizona, and Florida, more that resort Mm -hmm. areas where my summer collections would really do well. Mm -hmm. So it's trying to branch it out without doing that traditional trade show in New York City and, getting kind of lost there. I love how you think outside the box. We I think it's very fresh. <laughs> yeah, you you do. And yeah. sometimes it's it's not easy being the first one on the block to try something a little different. Mm-hmm. So, but people I think have met you with open arms, haven't they? Yes. I mean, people kept telling me for months I had to meet you. I don't know what took me so long to get over there. <laughs> but I'm glad we met. Yes, I am too. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, in the shop, you're also probably going to, well, you host a lot of things as a platform. Like, you host um, classes sometimes. Um, and you're doing, you did like a painting class recently for that children could paint on t shirts. Yes, could, we have a studio in the back and we run. Our classes from either I'm teaching it or other artists have, will rent the space out and right. teach. We have um, pop-up food items. We have drum circles. We have uh-huh. um, all kinds of things in the back room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Trying to really reach great. more than just having just be a retail shop. Right. Okay. So I think that's wonderful. Create your own gallery. If you hear a no, find the yes and the no. Um, ask for what your time is worth. Does that pretty much sum it up? Like the Allison Clothing Company, Allison, <laughs> like um, that's like your book in like four pages. Yes. The other, the one more thing I had to add is to take time and nurture yourself mm-hmm. along the way because I struggled with that in the beginning. It was I became so tunnel vision and narrow minded about I had to put all my energy into the work mm-hmm. and I'm balancing that and the kids and everything else and it, I was really suffering and you need to allow yourself to. Give yourself your time and and answer the phone calls an hour later, but right. take your time to do whatever it's meditation or yoga, exercise, whatever. You have to fit that in. I still struggle with how that. Do you, how do you do that? Do you actually schedule in your time? No, or? every day oh. is different. Okay. I'm trying to do yoga every Monday, but it's every day is, do I fit it in? Okay. And I don't always do it. I thought you had the perfect answer because I want to know no. how to do it because <laughs> I can't seem to get it done myself. No, I can't either. It's hard. It's my everyday you just try and fit it in somehow, whether we meditate in the morning with my, my family mm-hmm. um, for about 20 minutes. And sometimes we don't. Mm-hmm. And we just keep going. You don't beat yourself up over it. Right. So <laughs> you don't do beat yourself. You do the best you can. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> do the best you can with what you have, right? Yeah. So your children, you're teaching them this, the whole way of um, living unapologetically mm-hmm. almost, right? Yeah. Okay. 
I had them actually make their own money this summer. I don't believe in giving them an allowance. Uh-huh. Um, and so they had to figure out what they would sell outside my store on Sundays. <laughs> and they figured out lemonade and bracelets. And they made quite a quite a nice allowance for themselves. Right? But they had to pay for their supplies. And I would lend them money and then teach them that you have to pay it back. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't charge them rent this year. Maybe next oh, year. Yeah, next year you should. Because that's a great spot when he was selling his lemonade yeah. out, up front. And people love that lemonade. Yeah. Well, so that's really great. It teaches them to be part of the family and we have to all contribute. Yeah. And it helps okay. them appreciate what I'm doing. Right. Because that was a struggle when I went. I never really worked out of the house full time with my children. And that was a big adjustment for them. Mm-hmm. And to not feel guilty that I was wanting to do it for myself. And they have to. we all have to figure out how to live this way now right and that kind of goes back to that allowing yourself to do what you want yeah and you deserve to, to follow your passion mm-hmm. but when you take the kids with you it's less of that friction but it took me a while to right. learn that mm-hmm. see it can't be easy to walk away sometimes well just like any mom that goes to work it can't be easy to walk away yeah um to to spend time doing what you're doing mm-hmm. let alone um finding the time to do the yoga and the meditation or even going for a walk sometimes is nice yeah but I'm glad to know I'm not the only one who doesn't have that exactly down pat. I don't really know anyone okay. who really honestly does. <laughs> Even if they're they not my friend. They do. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. So um, is there anything else you want to share about like what might be happening or any other fabulous wisdom? I, I, like I the think, way you think just keep plugging away and yeah. not to just get sedentary because that can be we, we get kind of um, comfortable and then it's like a year can go by and you didn't do what you wanted to do. Yeah. And I had to keep on myself for that lovingly keep on myself for that because you don't want to be so hard on yourself right but um just to keep at it okay so lovingly lovingly do that yeah um and i love really you should you don't want to make it into a t-shirt because you don't put words on your sometimes <laughs> your shirts, i write but, love and peace on my but make your own gallery i <laughs> yeah. love that make your own gallery yeah it's make your own environment it's yeah. what you want to do and you don't have to wait for someone to give it to you because mm-hmm. you could wait your lifetime oh my goodness yeah you can you can so it's wonderful to take risks like that and I'm glad that you have and I'm glad that you did it like in a storefront in West Reading and now everybody can get to know you Um, because everyone that comes in to meet you they just love you that's what I always hear which is just wonderful (laughs) so I really encourage you to stop uh, stop by Allison's shop and what's the address on West Reading? Uh, 522 Penn Avenue and um, it's right across from the Rite Aid Chef Allen parking yes. lot. We have parking across the street. Yeah, they the do street. have parking it's across awesome. the street. So it's really easy. Um, I sell my things, of course, in Ellison's shop. Um, so there's a little thing. There are little things that will hug you um, mm-hmm. on the outside and hug you from the inside. Um, they make great souvenirs, right? Yeah. I like to shop souvenirs. Amazing. It's very hard to have her stuff in my shop. Oh, because you're looking right <laughs> at it. Because I want to eat it all the time. <laughs> it's really good. But it's good for you. It's a and it's wonderful all, yeah. mix. Yeah, yeah, it is. So thank you so much. And be sure to stop by Allison's shop. And you can find her, of course, on Facebook, too, to see when her events are. Uh, and be sure to find me at phoebespurefood.com um, to find local um, events, recipes, destinations. And please subscribe to the podcast and the webisodes. The little arrow should be somewhere on the screen to subscribe. So thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you. Thanks, Phoebe.